0: Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another exciting episode of If You Give a data Podcast. So this week I have with me the spotlight, Logan Knight. He is a wrestler out of Oklahoma. Had a really good time talking to him. We uh, kind of just went all over the board. You know, I always say that uh, I have another amazing guest. Well, here's another one with us. Because like I said, all I have is amazing guests on this show. And uh, I was really having a good time talking with him. Um, There's a few times where the audio kind of cuts out a little bit, but um, hopefully that doesn't deter from what he had to say because I think he uh, was a really great uh, guest to have on the show. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I think that it's going to be a fan favorite. And... um, Let's just get into it, so if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road.
1: If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. Get back in your car, go, (laughs) get out of here, you can't be here. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. (laughs) Seriously? Seriously?
0: Or the you know the, the war crate brother yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah she said he looked like an old piece of leather
1: oh <laughs> wow
0: supernatural which is by far one of my favorite shows and I will be talking a lot about supernatural I will be quoting supernatural Bro I just remember because they also everybody whenever they came to the ring goes <laughs> What Okay, before I get started, you ever had a design in mind and you wanted to put it on a shirt or a hat or a cup, but you just didn't know who to go to? Well, come on over to RL Designs, where they make all of your custom needs come true. They make custom hats, they make custom shirts, they make custom mugs, they even do the tumblers and the glass mugs as well. They do key fobs, even. They have great prices and they have a reasonable turnaround time. If you need anything custom, these are the people that you need to hit up today. You can find them on Facebook and that is at R and L Designs. You can also find them on Instagram at R and L Designs 19. They have a Facebook page, they have an Instagram page. They update regularly with new products. You can also message them if you have something in mind. Hit them up today for all of your custom needs. Give them a like, give them a follow. Alright everybody, so today I have with me um, a wrestler that I am just now getting to know. I. Um, haven't got to see a lot of him in person yet, but I've heard great things about this man, and um, I'm very excited to have him on today. And that is the Spotlight Logan Knight. Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty
1: good. Just got done with that 4th of July weekend. Empire Pros All American Champion. Got to celebrate a little more than normal. Besides that, just chilling, honestly. Uh, like, I took a little relaxation after this. Uh, we did a pop convention, like a pop culture convention in Oklahoma City. Yeah, about a week ago, and I wrestled back-to-back days for pretty, like, both were pretty cool matches, and it was a bigger crowd, so I was just wiped. I took about a week off, so I'm just getting back into this one.
0: Right on. Well, I mean, you know, you've got to take time off to kind of get that breather in every once in a while. I know I have to do that from time to time myself.
1: Oh, yeah, it's something I noticed a lot, because last year uh, I had wrestled, like, quite a bit like not not as much as everybody else in the grand scheme of things probably but uh me and a few other guys because of like tapings and stuff due to covid uh broke the oklahoma match record last year because we were just wrestling every week and sometimes two to three sometimes four times even oh. if there was not like a crowd we were doing tapings and stuff so i was oh, wow. talking about that the other day and i was like wow i, I really like barely had a couple weekends off and i thought that was normal and this year i wrestled maybe like Gosh, I want to say 10, 15, maybe twenty matches less than where I was at this time last year, and I'm like, they're they're far more better in quality, and I feel way better
0: physically. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, um, what actually got you into wrestling? I know everybody has a similar story, but you know I love to ask people this.
1: I, uh, I, I always I don't know I grew up always loving like performance type things just like crowds and all that such mm-hmm. uh when i when i was a really really small kid my uncle uh he was probably my age now 23 like maybe 22 23 living with us at the time and i was like two or three uh-huh. and this is like one of my first memories uh as a kid was i remember watching uh wrestlemania it was edge and christian versus the dudley versus the hardy brothers in that ladder match wonderful and, match yeah and <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it still holds up to this day as a grown man because that, like, turned my life upside down, I want to say, because that, like, even though I was three years old and I couldn't comprehend everything that was possibly going on, I watched that and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've probably ever seen. And still <laughs> as a 23-year-old, I'm still like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> that is probably one of my all-time, and it's up there with my one of my all-time favorite matches. Uh, in WrestleMania, and I know that whenever they came back, I think it was WrestleMania 31, 32, something like that, me and one of my other buddies, it, you've never seen two full-grown adult men act like such little kids whenever they popped up on my screen again. So I still pop really hard whenever they would show up.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Like When they came back, their, uh, their final WWE run they did a couple years ago, that was yeah. like... That that was one of the most sentimental, like childhood feel-good moments for me.
0: For sure. So, where did you train at for your wrestling, and how did you get into the uh, places where you're wrestling now? Uh, my
1: training was such a weird handling because, like most people, you hear their stories and they're like, "Oh, I found this school. I went to the school. I pay. I paid my dues. I." up weekly, and don't get me wrong, I did like kind of the same similar thing. But uh-huh. when I first like found out about local wrestling, I was like 19, so this was like three or four years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I was 19, and I was going to UCO, and I saw a flyer from Mid South in Oklahoma City, and I went there. And some guys after the show that were wrestlers, they asked me if I wanted to be a wrestler and to hit the promoter up. I'm not gonna name names because it's kind of a screw job situation. But I paid the dude for like All three right. or four months for training with somebody that later on ended up becoming my trainer that I never got. And so I ended up having to branch out about two hours from where I lived at Body Progressive Wrestling with Brandon Groom. He trained me for like the first five to six months of my handling, I would say. And then uh, once the drives just got too much, because I mean, it was like two hours, like two or three times a week, it was getting a little... uh, It was getting a little pricey for me because I mean I'm I'm 19 or 20 years old working a fast food or retail job. It just wasn't right. like wasn't the best stuff. So I started. Uh, well, Gas ain't cheap trained. either. Oh yeah, no <laughs> uh, I started getting trained here in the city by Drake Gallows and my like, uh, father pads and stuff like that. And they helped me a lot after uh, I had to come back to Oklahoma City. Uh, as far as like how I got my bookings right now is like pretty much just like. People knowing me and stuff from just me being around. A lot of the same people in Oklahoma wrestle everywhere together, like all right. the same shows and stuff like that. And sometimes even in Kansas and Texas, you'll run into five, six, seven dudes you already know from home. So it, it, it's always about like, hey, do you know about this guy? You should book him. And that's usually how it ends up happening.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you saying that, it kind of reminds me of how I've been introduced to a lot of. The wrestlers in the local scene it started out with i went to a show in bentonville arkansas and right. i made a few friends uh, at that show um, the promoter of that show uh chris allred i kind of became friends with him i got to meet up with him at a uh, a comic con afterwards and you know i just kind of got introduced to these different people along the way and it's kind of just made it further and further out you know and now i've got people who are in texas that i talk to and uh i think i have a few that are in, <laughs> even in new york you know so it's it's it, kind of cool
1: it, like wrestling is like 90 percent networking like if you ever want to go further or go somewhere it's all about like busting your ass and then knowing the right people right and like it, it, it's all it's all about who sees you at the right times so and it, it's funny because like I had a a buddy I knew over Facebook that uh, wrestles in Texas. His name is Zach Moore. Uh Uh, Me and him were buddies on Facebook and played Xbox together for like a year or two. And I finally made my way down to Texas uh, this year and Uh he ended up being the second person I wrestled in uh, Texas. So the first time I ever met him was because we were booked against each other. And I was like, this is amazing. Wrestling just brought me together with an internet friend.
0: That's awesome. That's This is how I met you is through uh, Facebook, you know, yeah. uh, and was able to get a hold of you and set this up. I, I think you made a post about you had just got through doing a podcast, and you oh, were looking for more podcasts to uh, be on, and I was like, hmm, okay, well, I see you. I'm, uh, I'm going to ask you to come on then.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm constantly looking for ways to, like, promote myself and to
0: make sure people
1: know who the spotlight is. It's like... It, it, like, it is a, it is like a character that's, uh, oh, I'm the spotlight, I'm cool myself, um, <laughs> I want everybody eyes on me. But, I mean, that's the name of the game, and wrestling, you really need to have eyes on you. And so, it's just like, uh, the gimmick kind of helps me make sure that I'm on top of my views and views in wrestling, because right. if I'm not sharing the event flyer, how is anybody going to look at the show, and how is anybody going to look at me? If I'm not posting promos, who's going to know I can talk? If I'm not posting my clips, who's going to know I can show people indie highlights i'm not posting my matches so you can know i can work that kind of stuff like that right uh, so I'm, I'm always looking for like ways to just get myself out there and so it's like well once you fill so many dates with bookings you get your weekdays open and you're like i, I can do podcasts and so <laughs> i, I had done a couple of podcasts uh and then i made that post because after this podcast i was like i really really like doing this kind of stuff because i don't really listen to stuff uh podcast before,
0: uh-huh.
1: and I didn't like participate, but this year I've done three, this makes four now, so I'm having a lot of fun with them.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun having you on here, and I, I enjoy doing this, so you know, this is a this is an awesome moment for me.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you think so, too. I, I always get giddy, and I'm like, oh, man, I get to talk about something I love with another person that knows exactly what I'm talking
0: about. Yes, yeah, that's kind of the way I feel. I mean, I've even had... Uh, So this show isn't technically a wrestling podcast. It it was more made to where I could do whatever I wanted to. And that's the reason why I got my name with the If You Give a Dad a Podcast. It's kind of like the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, you know, then he wants a glass of milk, you know. Ah. What else can he do? So this is, I found wrestlers. Well, what other wrestlers can I get? Uh, What else can I get? I've had chiropractors on here. You know, I've had all kinds of people um, on here to talk with me. And so I just love it. The more people I can get, the better.
1: That's kind of how the guy that's doing podcasts around here that uh, I've done a few for now, he uh, he does podcasts, and he started with me and a few other wrestlers, and then he branched out to this guy that does, like, supernatural-type uh, stuff, like he goes to all these creepy haunted places. And I think he's, like, a medium or something like that. Oh, cool. So he, he's, like, branching out to get a bunch of different people now, and I think that's pretty cool It's like, I don't know. I, I think I have a ton of interest. Like, my, my viewpoint isn't just, like, solely scoped on wrestling. And sometimes I feel a little bit about that, but there's just so much that you can put into wrestling if you just, like, broaden your palate and, yes. and like, consume as much media as can.
0: Yes, I, I definitely agree with you on that. You, you know, uh, some of the greatest things that you find even in wrestling is when it's experimental. Um, oh, yeah, you, Like, look at the... Uh, the matches in Impact with uh, the Hardys, you know, when it was Brother Nero and uh, Broken Matt Hardy gimmick. I mean, that it was crazy. It was out of the blue. It wasn't something that was normal. It was something beyond the scope of what we originally thought wrestling should be. And I think, like you said, bringing in, widening a scope is always a good thing.
1: Yeah, and that's my thing with wrestling. A lot of people like to gate deep and like, nitpick at wrestling and say all this negative stuff. It's almost like wrestling fans just don't like wrestling. But my, <laughs> my, my whole view, my whole viewpoint is that like there's a place for any style and any person in wrestling. Yes. Like it, like You could be a high flyer, a technical person, a comedy guy. I don't care. There's a place for everything, and I think it's beautiful, especially when you have shows that aren't solely like, focused on feeding you one product that way they don't have to sell the rest of that for the other three hours and that's not shots at like wwe or anything because i love wwe i still watch wwe there's stuff that pisses me off obviously but like yeah they're not there to sell me a show 100% of the time like right. it, it, in, in the entertainment industry if they just get you hooked on one thing wrestling can keep you watching for eight weeks if they get you hooked on the smallest thing like if Elias and Ezekiel are actually twin brothers or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I can guarantee you I'm tuning into Raw every week just so I can find out if Ezekiel has that or Elias is actually a twin <laughs> brother you know? Right. Like, yeah. like, it's just so out, out of the like out of the scope of what I normally see. It's like it's like it's a sports soap opera. There's so much you can do with it. And I, I don't I don't like to put such confinements on it. Like I know what works for me and I know what I like to do and I know what I like to see. But I'm never gonna like force that on people, you know, and I'm never gonna take away from you. So.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I think I ap- it's art. <laughs> yes, it is. And I apologize if you hear that noise in the background. Um, my air conditioner is on its last leg. So. Oh, I'm surprised
1: you haven't said anything about me, man. It is so hot in Oklahoma. So
0: I'm man, actually I got fans s- blowing. I'm setting in my garage right now. I have a desk set up out here, and I have a fan blowing on me. But whenever the air conditioner kicks on, it makes this loud squeaking noise, and it's awful. And uh, we we're just waiting for it to go out because we have the um, the home warranty and all that stuff that will cover that. We're just waiting for it to go out so we can get a new one.
1: Yeah, I keep seeing ads because I keep complaining about the busted AC in my townhouse. I keep complaining about the AC and so TikTok has finally heard me I guess and now there's like little portable mini AC ads on my uh, timeline
0: so I've actually I thought about conduit, getting one I'm, myself I'm one. Yeah, I, I've actually thought about doing that myself my goal is in the future uh, I'm going to buy a building and I'm going to insulate it and I'm going to put one of those little split units in there and I'm going to have my own recording studio separate from the house that's that amazing it's down the road, but it is something I plan to do one day. It's always
1: good to have goals and dreams, man. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, I, as you can tell, I don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on doing this show for quite a while if I'm going to do something like that. So.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure.
0: But I had like, a cool idea. Like I'm going to insulate it and all that stuff and put sheetrock up, and then I have everything I want to decorate with, and I'm going to put a couch out there, and I'm going to have the, the wires run to where I can have two microphones to when people come... They can sit on the couch and talk to me and stuff you know
1: that's how my brain is i'm, I'm in like property brother mode right now because this uh townhouse that me and my uh, girlfriend just got, uh, we have an extra room this is my first time in my adult life of having an extra room but somewhere where i live and right i'm about to turn that place into the streaming. that I, I love video games, so i can't wait to get back up
0: <laughs> well i had somebody the other day um, There's a podcast network that's been kind of messaging me back and forth about maybe joining them. And um, they asked me if I'd be willing to do video. And I was like, I'm not quite set up for that. And I also told them that I had a face for radio. so. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I, if, I, if I'm if i able to get that set up the way I want, then I could possibly do video in the future. As of right now, this is just an audio podcast.
1: Here, I think you're saving the people from my ugly muds. So that's good for you. <laughs>
0: I mean, who doesn't want to see the spotlight, though, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Through the roof.
0: (laughs) Well, and going back to what you were saying a minute ago um, about always posting the stuff, you constantly got to be selling yourself. Oh. You know, if you're not, and if you're not sold on yourself, then how can you sell yourself to other people?
1: yeah that's exactly like uh you you asked me how i get my bookings too and that's uh when i reach out to promoters when it's not somebody that knows i am Mm -hmm. and i try to uh the the number one question that you get from a promoter is what's your gimmick and for some reason you think that would be the easiest thing to just spout off and tell them immediately what it is but it is the most universally stumping and life-altering question that can be put on you even if you're expecting it because I've talked to a few of the other guys. When I get asked that, I'm like, I, I know what my gimmick is. When I get asked that, I'm just like, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, like, for some reason, I'm just like, man, I feel like if I tell them, they're going to say it's stupid. But, I mean, you can't please everyone. So, I'm also trying to get out of that kind of Uh, But, like, I, I try to tell promoters the gimmick. It's like uh, a, a lot of people try to tell you that you should turn yourself up to 11 and you should play play you like all the way maxed out maxed up to like a different ball like you if you were from a different universe kind of thing right and i think that can help and that definitely is like a foundation for wrestling training i think it's definitely going into that mindset but in the last year or year and a half since i started like i used to be called the motor city muscle and i did kind of like a i was a face and i did like a never give up i always got my ass kicked but i always like brought out fight and i always like kept swing and tell the bell you know that kind of yeah. thing yeah yeah uh and so when i adopted this like spotlight gimmick, i was like i i really dug deep in myself and i was like what is someone who i want to be not like i'm not saying i want to be an asshole cause i'm a deal now i don't want i don't <laughs> i don't see myself as an asshole or like that but like uh a lot of my gimmick is someone that wants people to see him someone that wants people to validate and like or boo him some sort of response and you know like i would eventually like to do movies and tv and stuff like that like when i say i like branching out in every aspect i love doing it because in high school in high school i did drama and like acting and stuff and i've i've done extra work since i've become an adult and got out of high school and stuff like that so that's another aspect of my life that i like a lot that i think wrestling and eventually evolve into. It's worked for other people, obviously at a way higher level, but yeah. Uh, like I've seen it work, and so it's like something that I've thought about. It's like uh, I, I want nicer things. I grew up, I grew up poor, so I've always wanted nicer things, and like not to say that I'm less full of money or something like that. It's just like uh, it's goal. You no, have I, I'm a goal. Fr- I'm from Detroit, so I've seen rock bottom, brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so I, I would just like to not. If I if I have kids and I have a family, I would like to not put them in the spot that I was born into. Right. Uh, not not shade at my parents, with, like, <laughs> they support me every day of my life, but it, it's just it, it is what it is, and we gotta fight past it. And right. So a lot of my gimmick is like I, it's someone I want to be, someone I want to like turn myself into, and it's someone I believe I can be if I just have the confidence. The spotlight has confidence. Growing up, Logan and I didn't have too much confidence. I got bullied a lot at school just From like the most small stuff, like being poor, mm-hmm. and like, I'm autistic, and so once that came out, obviously kids weren't too nice about it. And um, kids kind of you know, suck, I, yeah, yeah, no, kids suck. But I just get bullied for the most non non things I should get bullied for, like, right? Like, if I heard the stuff I got bullied for today as an adult, I'd be like, Bro, that sounds like a sick little kid, that yeah, <laughs> I would hang out with that, guy. right? Um, that kind of stuff. But, uh, so, all that stuff kind of factored into me not trying to play this underdog type kid that I've played my entire life, but instead somebody that I want to be. Yeah. And not somebody that I am currently. And that didn't rub a promoter the right way, I guess. So, I didn't capture bookings there, but I'm not going to stop what yeah. I want this to be just because a few people say no.
0: Yeah, you never stop. You know, you just keep going, and there's always going to be people who are going to tell you no or get in your way, but that doesn't mean you have to stop. I like that.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, I still hold a little bit of my Motor City muscle values. Like, that. that's just who I am as a person. I don't like giving up. I, yeah. I've i given up on stuff before and it's left a very bitter taste in my mouth. And I do not want to have that same inflection and wrestling out even once. Yeah. So, I've in these last three years of in wrestling I have tried everything in my power to not give up on any sort of situation even if I am looking like a dumbass or I'm getting the rough of the stick I always try do my job and rather it makes me look dumb or not I'm still there
0: right on so what do you like doing better do you like being a heel or do you like being a face
1: see that's tough because uh two times this year I've gotten to switch it up and be a face uh which in the last like year year and a half I majority feel like I've all like I've been working a lot of stuff and so the two times I worked face it was really uh interesting because uh in wrestling, when you, if someone's a heel in a face, it also affects like how a match goes, like who's dictating the pace and who's doing what. Um, right. so it like kind of switches a role for you. And I can do both roles, but as it's you, you're the uh, you're the you dictate the pace and you're the one that's basically like you're you're the flow man, essentially. Right. Yeah. And uh I'm not saying that I have so much talent at the ass but I need to be telling everybody what they need to do. I just think, in my personal opinion, I am a better wrestler when I get to dictate the pace my way instead. Uh-huh. And uh, when I, I start to slow my stuff down, I do it the, like there's like certain like roles in wrestling, heel and face. Yeah. Uh, so, so when you're a heel, you get to dictate the flow of a match, and I think, in yes. my personal opinion, I work better that way. Yeah. Uh, not not just am better than anyone else. It's just like when I get to do things at my pace they seem to run a lot smoother on my end uh-huh. and not that i don't care about getting the other guy over because that's the whole whole job of taking over uh, but it helps me way way more because before i thought about this and before robbie uh strike taught me all these things uh-huh. uh i felt like i was doing a million things and being super frantic and trying to remember all these things when in reality it was in my head and in my heart the whole time it was like you got. You got to learn how Logan Knight wrestled in that moment. If things, if sh- the fan and you blow a spot or something, you got to think about how what Logan Knight would do to clean that up. That right.
0: So, is there anybody that you would say that you have patterned your characters after?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I have very, very big influences that show, uh-huh. uh, like, uh, like a mom tattoo on my bicep. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. Uh, My favorite wrestlers and who I draw a lot of my inspiration from are Ric Flair, The Miz, Eddie Uh Kingston, those kind of guys. Like Those those three guys sound out of whack put together, but just some (laughs) dudes that I love off the top of my head. Growing up, obviously, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, that kind of stuff. Just crazy risk-takers and also the dudes that like to keep it simple but also tell really, really good stories with their characters, that kind of stuff. I, I I like to mix... I don't like to think of myself as one sort of style. I, I guess for the most part, I would say I'm a technical wrestler, but I love every wrestling. I try to incorporate everything that I learned from any different style of wrestling somewhere in my mm-hmm. style. And so, uh, guys, that, he does it because he's stealing people's moves, but I think The Miz wrestles a lot. Like, me and him wrestle really similarly. Like, I do, to, I do to, uh, some more flashier stuff than him, but. Uh, I'm young and dumb and he is uh, <laughs> 43 with a multi-million dollar contest so yeah uh, <laughs> uh, I, I gotta take a few risks to get that up, that bag, that mic so. well
0: hey that's trial and error right
1: oh it's all trial and error uh, like, that, is, that is what wrestling is. you gotta you gotta go out there and find of for you, not only you but also works for your opponent but also what works for the crowd because if you're not if you're not there to entertain the people first and foremost you're you're doing yourself a disservice and those people a disservice. You're just scamming people at that point.
0: Right. Yeah, I totally totally get that. Um, So, if you had... Okay, so we'll go this way with it. If you had living, dead, retired, whoever, if you wanted to if you were going to have a match with one person, a dream match, who would you want that to be?
1: Uh, Rob Man... It's gonna suck because all the guys that I list are majority heel, and I work heel right now, so I don't <laughs> want to be like a heel on heel matchup. Like I want, I want to be the bad guy. So I'm trying to think like, the bet, like the number one face that I like the most. Like, like, uh it has to be AJ Styles. I'd have to, I'd have to The the match, tacticality, like ring wise, would be insane. And yeah. I, I, like I don't even have to think about a story. We could produce this one, I'm sure. But it's just like the thought of the match alone is. <laughs> It's pretty nice. I, I I love everything that I've seen him in. Like I, I got introduced to TNA like 2007 or 2008, so it was it was when he was like top guy around there, and it it, it did wonders for me. Like I also flip, I remember sorry this is a tangent on AJ Styles, but I remember when good? I was like five or six or seven, I can't remember exactly how old that range. I flipped the TV on and I saw uh, AJ Styles versus Jerry Lynn for the TNA Exhibition Title. And that oh, match that's good was times. Fine. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, as a kid, that was something I had never seen before. It was super bloody and super <laughs> crazy and flippy, and I wasn't seeing that on WWE at the time. So it, right. It, 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 it was crazy for me. I liked it a lot.
0: The TNA, during its its beginning, I would probably even say up to probably 2009 or 10, they had some really good stuff going on there. I
1: love going back watching TNA. That stuff is pure gold.
0: I mean, and there's a lot of people that complain about when Hogan and Bischoff were there, but I, some of my favorite memories are probably from around 2009 or 2010 um, when they had, like, Fortune and, uh, you know, uh, when Beer Money was uh, having their oh, yeah. uh, their Ace matches against... Ace. Yeah, when, when Beer Money was having their monies against Motor City machine guns... That's some of my favorite tag team matches to watch.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I, I, I mentioned early on so those are uh, two other huge, huge inspirations for me. Like as uh, local guys, like my mom, uh, she grew up a wrestling fan too, but she, uh, she grew up in the like '90s and stuff, so she was super big on R V D and Kevin yeah. and uh, okay. uh, She. She actually went to school with the Iron Teeth daughters, so she got babysat with them and hung out with them a little bit and stuff. But she was super submerged in the culture, and cool. she, she, she used to tell me all the time about the Motor City Machine Guns. And I eventually ended up seeing them on TNA, and I was like, "Mom, mom, mom, you know these guys." I uh, I it, it was a super core memory for me as a kid remembering that because I every Motor City Machine Gun or Alex Shelley first safe singles match that I've watched since then, I'm just like. Hell yeah, Re- represent, brothers! You're you doing great. I love you. I-, I I can only hope to like also put that kind of memory, like smile on a kid's face anytime they see me. Like, hey, I'm am fr- from where you're from. You're badass. <laughs> I'm, like, the homestead not- growing up.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you It seems like you're well on your way to that. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything that's coming up big that you would like to uh, maybe talk about?
1: Um, I do. Have a debut, two two debuts this month. Actually, uh, I'm debuting for my, the Majestic Championship Wrestling. They're a new company. Uh, I'm excited for them because it's like a new promoter and like a kind of a new group of on the roster. Like uh, I'm on it. And there's a couple other people that are normally on the same ones I'm on that are on it. But there's fresh faces or like people from other places that don't normally where I, work where I work out on it. So it's gonna be refreshing, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Plus, Seminole area hasn't had wrestling in a really long time, uh-huh. so that's that's always exciting to bring wrestling back to a city that previously loved it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be debuting for Tex, Oma Pro, in Sherman, Texas on July 15th. That's Heard something on. I am incredibly excited about because uh, it's a, I, I think they're one of the bigger local companies, like between Oklahoma and Texas. and. Uh-huh. Uh, to get an opportunity to work there is awesome. So I'm gonna go out there and knock that out of the park, hopefully. There you go. Uh, then NCWO the next day in McAlester, Oklahoma. I got, I got my two weeks off the but yeah, no, I, I I'm working those places. Uh, UWO in Tulsa, July 23rd. Empire Pro in Oklahoma City, July 30th. There's a lot of events in Oklahoma. Like there's wrestling every week in Oklahoma.
0: It's so good. Wow, that's awesome. So have you done any any tag matches in your career? Or very uh, yeah, many?
1: Yeah, actually. One of my best friends in life, his name is Derek James. He's another uh, pro wrestler. He uh, was in my training class the very first day I ever started training with Brandon Groom and BPW. He uh-huh. had been training for some time before me, but he was, he was always there helping me. He was there since my day one. Uh, we've done a bunch of stuff here in Oklahoma, and we're still actively doing stuff. Kinda, we haven't worked a tag match this year, but we're in like we're in a story together technically. Uh, like I, we're doing single stuff right now, but no. Shout out Derek James, I love, love him to death. He's my tag team partner. I have absolutely adored love for tag team wrestling. Like I said, the first thing that I ever watched was a triple threat tag team match. So, uh, I've always had a really big love for tag team wrestling. And FTR just recently announced a seminar in. Carolina after the August and oh. me and him are going to go and do that. Oh, that's cool. The tag teams can learn from the best tag That's awesome.
0: They, uh, it, they're, they've kind of done a little, a little bit of everything now. They're pretty decorated tag team it shows. Ah, um, uh,
1: yeah. Like, uh, they haven't held as much titles as like a lot of the legends, but I would say across the board, they're probably the most decorated.
0: Yeah. I was talking to a, a, a guy that I work with today and we were talking about, you know, different tag teams and stuff like that and i don't think they're quite in my top 10 yet for tag teams but they are definitely in my top 15 and they're making their way up with the more and more stuff that they do you know i i love how they're just kind of they're everywhere and uh they're they're making a, a name for themselves they're making waves you know and it's exactly what you want in a tag team they're they're kind of the dream when it comes to tag team wrestling right now.
1: Oh, yeah. And I, I think it speaks a lot to their work ethic and character that you can have. Like, most of the time you would think how many titles held one one is a big center of respect. But I think when you've held the tag titles for every major company across the globe, I think that speaks to, like, I think that moves mountains and waves to how – Good of characters you guys are to represent anyone anywhere at any time across the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, to I me that shows. To, to me that that shows a sign of respect for all those different companies that they worked for.
1: It just shows you you can work with those guys too. Like everybody right. always speaks about drama. Those guys those guys got to be the drama free people on the planet to be doing that. Right.
0: <laughs> Did they actually ever come out and uh, say what FTR actually stands for?
1: I don't think they ever did. I know they—they've like, insinuated when I saw it. I it, I was always like, "Oh, it's the revival." Right.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I've always, you know, assumed that that's what it was, and it was like a, you know, what this means, wink, wink. But they never actually yeah. said it, you know. So.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Like I, I, feel like it's funny either way.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, when it comes to tag team wrestling, though, uh, they are they I believe they're some of the ones to. Keep a lookout for. And did you see a few years ago? We were talking about the Motor City Machine Guns. I think it was two years ago. They actually came back and won the championships in Impact, like out of the blue. I saw that. Yeah. I was. I popped pretty hard at that. That was that was a big moment because I think that was at Bound for Glory or something like that when they just showed right showed up and just like huh, here we are. <laughs>
1: Dude, shortly after that, for the Dusty Classic, Takeda had a mystery partner. And uh-huh. it was Alex Shelley and yeah. it blew my mind. It turned my mind and dirt like, because I was like, "Oh my God, Alex Shelley's in NXT. What is happening?" <laughs> I, I, I was so excited.
0: I, I always freak out when one of the um, Impact guys show up in NXT or something like that. I just I wish that James Storm would have been there at the same time as Bobby Roode was.
1: Oh, me too. I, I personally think your money would have been crazy good for NXT and WWE, but yeah, it is,
0: it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, they have their own thing that they want to do, and yes, there's nostalgia, and we're all screaming for our nostalgia moments. And but you know, they have their own stories that they want to tell. And I mean, I, sometimes
1: e- it's better to leave things good instead of trying to juice it for all its worth.
0: Right. Well, I mean, if you look at whenever um, WWE tried their hand at the uh, how did they put it? "woken" Matt Hardy? Yeah, I was just—they that was one they should have just left alone, you know. Yeah, but for sure. I, I mean, they got some okay stuff out of it with Bray Wyatt and all that, but it, it's still—it could have been something that they would have just left alone and let it stay a whole as what it was before that. Yeah, I
1: agree. Wrestling's always changing too, so it's also tough for people when they have a super over gimmick and they get hurt or something like that and they come back six, seven, eight yeah. months later not not and not everybody's John seen this and not everybody's going to react the same when come back. Like, right. Some stuff goes stale. Like, uh-oh, yeah. I hate, I hate Alexa Bliss. They're still doing that crap. It's all the letting go. Yeah. You know, like, it, uh,
0: it, I, it worked like, for a minute. They're not doing next. Yeah. It, it Like I said, it, it worked for a minute, but now they... <laughs> That was their chance to give her something fresh whenever she came back, and they didn't yeah. do it. Yeah, Anyways, it
1: happens pretty often, wrestling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to get all negative and stuff on wrestling and everything. No, but, you, but, you know, it, it it's 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 part of being a wrestling fan. You gripe about what's going on. So, <laughs> like you said before, we oh, all exactly, hate on it's it. Not so. like I'm, saying,
1: uh, I'm sure people love what's going on. For like the, like I was saying the podcast, love what you love and share what. you love I' a place for everything in wrestling but I don't have to watch all three hours of raw if that's all I'm saying
0: right well it <laughs> hulu actually has a 90 minute version of it oh thank God so that's usually if when I watch raw it's the 90 minute version the day after and I'm totally fine with that it takes out all that extra filler stuff and I just get the highlights. So when you're not doing the wrestling side of things, what kind of stuff do you do? You have any any hobbies that you do on the side or what kind of stuff do you like to do in your spare time?
1: Uh, like I mentioned, I was, I'm super big on uh, movies and TV, like acting, that kind of stuff. I, mm-hmm. I have a really big love for movies and TV, so I, I watch a lot of things. I think uh, it, my thought process not to tie back to wrestling. Uh, if I You're if good. I watch a bunch of media yeah, I have a broader scope of outlooks, like not to say it shapes me as a person, but I have more outlooks on characters and like scenarios and things that could play out. Uh, uh-huh. when I'm thinking about terms of wrestling as far as like storylines. So I think it helped my interests coexist and help each other a little bit. Well well uh video games, they I I film up video games at a very young age, just like that. Uh, it's it stuck with me all the way through uh, being an adult especially yeah. now that I can make money off of it so, <laughs> so that, that's awesome. but I like playing some video games and I try to stream when I can but I just don't have a proper setup so I don't do it very much right now Right. Uh, but video games allow me to like escape for a little bit like I, I, I'm i not very artistically creative in the sense of like of visual art like I can't paint or draw or like that uh-huh. but I can imagine my head and my uh, playing video games like if I play WWE or something like that I get to think about movies or sequences and stuff video games are also another big outlet that I'm trying to wrestling it, it, that's a big stress. movies and all that and it sounds like I'm just sitting on my ass doing nothing but I do go to the gym I I I've been trying to be more conscious about that because I don't I don't think everybody in wrestling needs to be a body guy. Like I've never believed that, but it sure freaking helps if you are. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I mean I, I think I have some sort of talent to get me X amount of steps, but I'm sure adding more layers to the earth, so don't try to watch my health more every day. And it's a battle because I love food, and stuff like that. Not like a not like a junk food or anything like that. It's just like my girlfriend's the cook. And so it's like I love trying all these different foods and dishes that I've never had before. And it's always me overeating healthy foods. It's like if you overeat healthy foods, that's the same thing as eating junk food. So right. <laughs> it's counterproductive at <laughs> times. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the NBA. Okay. So like, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, my grandmother, I had already moved to Oklahoma City by this point. Uh-huh. Uh But I was like, I want to say I was like four, maybe five. Uh, she took me to my first NBA game, and oh, cool. it was when the Hornets had just relocated from Hurricane Katrina. Uh, uh-huh. They were playing in Oklahoma City, and it was when Kobe and Shaq were on the Lakers together. And so it was Lakers versus Oklahoma City Hornets. And it like, it was Chris Paul's rookie year, and so it was really an NBA terms, That's like a really, really iconic game to be at in my head. I, I just remember being in freaking nosebleeds watching ants ripple a ball but like i was like <laughs> the most insane thing ever and uh it was for my birthday and my grandmother uh, uh shout out I, I don't even know who the security guard is i can't remember him but the security guard my uh grandmother told him it was my birthday and she, the security guard let me go down court side after the game and i got to meet like kobe Bryant and stuff and uh, oh that's cool when i was uh before i even thought wrestling was a possibility my number one thing i wanted to be in life was a pro basketball player and so kobe from that point on was like god to me I, I idolized him he was my favorite player forever Derek rose uh god i, I idolized a lot of those guys when i was a kid um my favorite team is the detroit pistons because i'm from detroit and uh-huh. when i was a kid they won the championship the year I moved to Oklahoma City, so I have still never in my lifetime experienced, not to experience like true <laughs> like uh, <laughs> national success at sports level for my uh my life. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's unfortunate. Like my grandmother, she was a insanely huge MLB fan for the Detroit Tigers. And okay, she used to watch it every day, and she uh, only got to see one title in her whole like. Fifty-something-year lifespan, so uh, I, I really hope that's not the same for me. I want to be, I want to celebrate my city. I want I to. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: man, I get it. I, for a long time, um, I'm a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Right. So for many many years, Chiefs didn't do too well. Until yeah, you know, 19 or so, they weren't so hot. And so you know now. I'm like, this is nice. You know, it, it's nice to see what the winning side looks like every once in a while. So I I, I get it. You know, you, you hope that it's not that once-in-a-lifetime thing that it happens more than once. But, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, when it comes to baseball, though, I am a St. Louis Cardinals fan. So I had a friend who, her dad was a, a Detroit Tigers fan. And... Yeah, I believe it was. I, I don't remember what year it was, um, but they I think it was the eighties. Well, this was uh, more. Uh, this one there was one that happened more recently in like two thousand. I want to say it was two thousand six.
1: Ah, uh, we lost that one. I
0: just had right. an argument with somebody about that last month because yeah. I wasn't even sure, but I had remember my I had
1: remembered my grandmother being super excited, and for yeah. some reason in my head, I I thought I remembered them winning. But he was like, nah, bro, they got their ass stomped. And I looked it up and I was like, no.
0: Yeah, it was the Cardinals who did it too. (laughs) And uh, I I was like, God bless them. uh, So that girl, I went over to her house like the next day or something like that after the game. And I knew her dad was a huge Tigers fan. So I wore my (laughs) professional St. Louis Cardinals jersey over there, you know, and the hat that goes with it and everything. And it was just, you know, it's kind of flaunting it around and everything. It was that jerk teenager move, you know, but I'll never right. forget that.
1: Yeah, no, I thought they won. And a couple months ago, some dude was like, oh, man, I don't know how to break this
0: No, they did not win that. I, I remember watching the final game. <laughs> Unfortunate. If people want to follow you online, how can they do that?
1: Uh, I am at Logan Knights Pro on Instagram and twitter uh i don't know the exact url for my facebook but i'm logan knight on there like I, I make it very obvious on my profile that i'm a wrestler so you should be able to find me you search me yeah. uh youtube also just my name logan knight uh i am on TikTok, logan c Knight 26 i barely use that i have a couple posts from months and months I just randomly give it a couple months, and then I'll be like, hey, I'll make a TikTok, and so you'll see that, or like some wrestling highlights of Oh Gosh, what else am I on? I I think, yeah, that's it. I I I covered it.
0: Okay. When I'm advertising for this episode, I will make sure and tag you in the post for it as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. I try to always share stuff that I've been involved on, or am involved in, and so... I I like to get people's product out there because I'm not pushing other people's product that I'm on. Nobody's going to see me. can't just push
0: yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, man, I've enjoyed having you on the show. I've had a lot of fun talking to you. And um, hopefully I can get you to come back at a later time, you know, and we can talk more about how the career's going and whatever else that comes up along the way because I'm sure you're going to have great stories.
1: Hopefully big business. (laughs) absolute booming numbers on the internet hopefully
0: (laughs) all right man well hey it's been nice talking to you yeah thank you man in a time of inflation covid monkeypox and amber Heard, you need to take a break from it all Welcome to Love and Murder Podcast. With Love and Murder, you get one hour a week to kick back and listen to stories of relationships gone horribly wrong. Stories with true crime, mystery, suspense, and just a little bit of humor that's never at the expense of the victim. Come on join host Kai and Shar over at www.murderandlove.com that's love and murder backwards murderandlove.com
1: fascinating people, fascinating places.
0: The weekly podcast available on all major platforms. I definitely knew I was going to be an astronaut. That coronavirus is a work of God. There's a huge conspiracy at work. There were a number of spies. It straddles fantasy and reality. It ain't so funny once the rabbit got the gun. Here's what we've had about.
1: You're not a Christian, you're a liar.
0: Alright everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with the spotlight, Logan Knight. I had a lot of fun talking to him. He was a pretty great guy, and like I said with him, I can't wait to see where he goes in the future, and I can't wait to have him back on in the future as well. I think we'd have some pretty good conversations. So, I got a few things going on around here, and we... Um, are actually back on track, back on schedule now that this episode is airing, and I can't wait to bring you guys some more amazing episodes uh, with these great guests that I have on. Don't forget I've got uh, Jordan Whitley coming back with me on here uh, here in a few weeks to talk about his uh, trip to Africa that he had, and I've got lots and lots of other guests that are coming up that i'm super excited about talking with i have had wrestlers um here in the next few months i'm actually going to have a referee on here (laughs) so i'm going to have people on here to see from all different aspects of the wrestling community as well as i have some musical guests that are come on. Uh, there is a metalcore band that I found out of um, Florida that is going to be on. Oh, their lead singer is going to be on the show in, I believe, in August. And the band is called With Some Friends. If you guys want to, you should look them up if you like metalcore music and stuff. I'm pretty excited about having them on. I can't wait uh, to see where the show goes. I can't wait to see... What happens in the future? Um, if you guys want to follow me, or if you want to ask me questions, or if you want to ask my guests questions, you can always email me, and that's giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. It's IYGADAP, or you can just look up if you give a data podcast. Um, Also on Instagram, it's at giveadadapodcast. On Twitter, you can follow me at dadpodcast11. If you guys want to do that to keep up with everything that I have going on, that would be great. And uh, when you're listening to this show, leave me a review. Um, Wherever you're listening at, leave me a review. Uh, Tell me how I'm doing. Tell me if you like it. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. I am... You know, always wanting to do better when it comes to this show. So just hit me up, let me know, leave a review, um, rate it, review it, all that fun stuff. So I am going to bring this show to a close. Um, Like I said, I've had a lot of fun talking to you guys. This is the highlight of my week. Uh, Being able to present this to you guys outside of my family, let me correct myself, outside of my family, this is the highlight of my week. So let me know what you guys think. Um, Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you don't want to hear. Yeah, so I have another guest coming on next week and I can't wait to present this guy to you. So uh, make sure you tune back in. And if you came just to hear Logan Knight today, make sure you come back. I've got plenty of great guests that are going to be on this show. And I'm sure that you guys will love them as well. All right. Well, I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. Enjoyed our show. Come back next week. Come on, guys. You know you want to come back. Might get some laughs.
1: Bro.